Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. In the political establishment system, the people are represented by two separate groups in name, but part of the same political bird. You have Republicans who fail when given the lead and compromise, and every turn. You then have Democrats, the oldest racist party in America, bent on creating lifetime government dependency. Wayne, Hutch, and JR will keep you updated and informed with these stories. Uh, as a gun owner uh, of many different types and a 20-year military veteran, I have some expertise in weaponry uh, and self-defense weapons. What could you, in 15 seconds, would you define an assault weapon for me? So, so if you go after 15 seconds, I'll just interrupt you. Yeah, so. So, so I'll go shorter than that because I, I honestly, I do think that's a, if Congress wishes to take that up, I think Congress would have to do the work. But we would be there to provide technical assistance. I, unlike you, I'm not a firearms expert to the same extent as you may be, but we have people at ATF who can talk about uh, uh, velocity of firearms, what damage different kinds of firearms cause, so that whatever determination you, you chose to make would be an informed one. The United States. This is America, Jack. We're Americans. This is the power of suggestion. The ultimate gala spectacle. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The, the, the truth is, it's cruel symptoms can strike anyone. That, that's all I'm going to say at this time. What creates an extraordinary life is an extraordinary mindset. Now that I got your attention, listen to this. Let's go! We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. My name is Wayne Dupree, and we are live. This is our Thursday. This is our Friday. Your Thursday. We don't Already. broadcast on. We don't broadcast on Friday because we want you to step back from politics. We want you to uh, uh, research things that we have said all week. Um, and kind of bring it back down, spend some time with your family, spend some time outside, uh, uh, walk the dog, walk the cat, you know, uh, but uh, that's one of the reasons why we don't broadcast on Friday, because there's other stuff out here more than politics. Am I right, Hutch? Absolutely. You can't, uh, you can't overemphasize that. You know, you can dabble in this, but if you swim in it all the time, the stink's going to get on you. So you got to go out there and Take care of yourself and your family from time to time on and a regular J basis. And Jr., you know, I mean, you know, you we do we give you Friday so you can get out of Muslim soda. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I gotta say, you know, the reason we all do this is for our family and our loved ones and our community and glory to God. And so you got to make sure you take that time to do it, you know. And uh, that's why. Friday is a great day for that. And honestly, the news cycle doesn't pick up till Friday at about five o'clock when they drop all the hidden stuff. You know, you <laughs> that. Right. 
It's yeah, like Friday, three thirty, four o'clock, start hitting refresh. That's when things get wild. That's true. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a special guest on um, uh, uh, today. Uh, I have him for a short time, but I've already talked to him, and I and believe me, I'm going to have him on for a whole lot longer. Um, I told him before the show that I mean he's an addiction uh, that many people should have, and um, I, I I think one of the main reasons why I like watching him um, because uh, now some people might not be able to take him because he's because he's hard. And but he's hard in the way of what our generations used to be, um, the generations that used to get things done. And, you know, I mean, you know, if you fail, you get back up and pick it back up and move on and work hard and do it again. Uh, have you all heard of Dan Pena? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He's he's a he's a um, he's a throwback. <laughs> Who should be thrown forward? <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm Dan, saying? For those who don't know, Dan Pena, I shared his socials in the chat on the Facebook and Twitch and whatnot, and I threw it mm-hmm. on the uh, on Twitter. But he's exactly what we talk about and what the country needs to hear. Right. It's time to just bootstrap up, quit messing around, and and quit being snowflakes. Exactly. Let me. You know what? I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring him right on right now, Mr. Dan Pena. What's up, Mr. D? Fine. Uh, uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, first off, how did you get into this? This um, um, how, how did you decide that that's what you wanted to do? You need to get out here and you need to to um, uh, I, I don't want to say wake up, but you needed to like wring people's necks to 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 make them understand uh, where this where this world was going, because. You did a a, a, a a speech event that the world has gone soft. You want to talk about that real quick? Well, I started about 30 years ago when I was the public of a rather large um, oil and gas natural resource company. I got thrown out by the shareholders uh, as uh, when uh, Kuwait was uh, invaded um, or in, was invaded by Iraq. Uh, the Kuwaiti government was a 30% shareholder of my company, and uh, the share price dropped 85%. And they, somebody had to fall on the sword, so the shareholders threw me out. Like I had something to do with the evasion. But uh, and then uh, the uh, because I was considered a shit disturber, uh, saying what I, I believe, uh, virtually I was a persona non grata in the corporate world. So a, a marine officer buddy of mine says, "Why don't you teach the morons, the meatheads, what you know?" And that's how my coaching started, and it's been refined over uh, these uh, past three decades. Uh, and the um, uh, I my goal originally uh, was to create a million millionaires, which is a trillion dollars, which I did uh, effective 2017. Um, but on the way, I realized that uh, the PC and woke is a manifestation of uh, lack of self-esteem because mm-hmm. they would rather be liked than effective. Right. Virtually everybody wants to be liked uh, and effective. And I tell people when I speak in front of groups or they come here, uh, if you like me at the end of however long I have with you, I fucked up. I made a mistake. Something <laughs> <I did> right. <laughs> okay. uh, because none of the guys that I've had the privilege of being with around uh, or working for uh, uh, ever went out of their way for me to like them. They just went out of their way to be effective. And so in and, and today's um, uh, PC and woke is just the opposite. 
the antithesis of what made this country great, what's made any country great, uh, hard work. Uh, and I, t I tell our children who are in corporate America that, uh, you know, um, get there at five o'clock in the morning, leave when the trash people come in yeah. to clean the trash. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, and, and you'll succeed. And, but I've enjoyed it. I've had a lot of success. Um, but I've had, uh, a, a lot of people that, um, aren't ready for this. Uh, i.e. we have, uh, President Biden is president and we have other, uh, weak leaders around, uh, mm. the world, uh, that, uh, in France, I was just, uh, uh, looking before I, I came on with you, uh, the, uh, uh, rioters are burning, uh, the Paris Stock Exchange down. Uh, because they have a work we, uh, work now the 64 years old instead of 62 years old before they can retire. And you see it across, uh, across the country. Here in Great Britain, you have doctors on strike right now, the junior doctors. And there are thousands of patients not being seen. And you can see it. Uh, and I don't even have to go to Ukraine or to Russia. I mean, you can go to civil, what would normally be considered civilized countries that are uh, doing the antithesis of what, it would, uh, what was done to make their countries great uh, and their systems work. And, uh, and now, now my demographics has changed that uh, it's now from 15 to 45 years old are the most of the people that follow me. Uh, mm -hmm. It used to be 25 to 65, but now it's 15 to 35 or 40. Uh, it's the, the world screwed up, guys. I'm sure you know that. Um, mm -hmm. But not everybody wants to change it. You know, when they talk about change management, mm -hmm. the original phrase from 40 years ago meant you were changing out management. You weren't trying to get management to change because nobody's going to change voluntarily. So you were switching uh, management. One of the greatest uh, managers of all time, Jack Welsh, uh, they yeah. used to call him uh, Neutron Jack because he killed the people, but he left the buildings, you know? Uh, <laughs> and, and so, uh, but, you know, uh, Welsh has been not dead a few years now, but he's been gone as an administrator, a CEO for, you know, 20, 25 years. But, you know, people want to be liked. And the and obviously Putin doesn't care, right? Right. Okay. Exactly. It, yeah. It's the most obvious example we've got right now. Um, but um, I, I enjoy it, uh, and the uh, and I've, I've been very very good at it. You know, I tell people I've met five presidents in my lifetime, none of which in the White House. None of. Okay. I met five, the five presidents I met were all in some sort of working relationship for some reason. I was exposed to them, uh, and the. Uh, uh, and I've been blessed by being around some very, very uh, influential heavy hitters. And uh, it's rubbed off on me. You hang around with morons, you become a moron. You hang around with bright people that are effective. You know, you get brighter and more effective. Hutch? Yeah, well, thank you for coming on the show, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank uh, you. My pleasure. I'd like to share uh, with the audience uh, a little bit of maybe a test of your mindset in some of your quotes, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, being a retired military officer, I like this quote, never share, never, ever share your doubts. And that's uh, something that leaders need to understand to, so they don't sow, uh, you know, in their ranks, some kind of distrust or anything like that. Another one I like is don't set time limits for achieving goals. They should transcend time. Correct. Uh, I think that's a very uh, brilliant uh, way to look at something. And then finally, uh, I agree with this as well. Uh, you've said countless times that high performance people are never satisfied with what they do or how they do it. Hence, I'm always endeavoring to improve. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And uh, I've been, um, uh, I, I was a, uh, a regular screw up, arrested five times in jail, uh, flunked out of university uh, three times. Uh, I was on my way to San Quentin. Uh, and um, the, um, the last time I was arrested, uh, the, um, the judge told my lawyers, you know, he's not going to get another chance. And it was 1966. And it was uh, uh, not quite the peak of the Vietnam War, but getting there. And so I volunteered for the draft and uh, I came out an officer. Uh, but the fact is that it, it, it straightened me out, you know. Uh, and uh, my dad, who had served in the Korean War and World War II, he said, if the military can't fix you, Dan, nobody can. Right. Uh, and uh, he was quietly telling my mother that I don't think the military is going to fix him, but it's our, it's our last chance, you know, Sound like my it's favorite. our last chance. <laughs> and, and, and I went in and I love the discipline. Uh, and in the middle, in the sixties, they, they, they beat the shit out of you and they do a lot of things uh, that you don't, you, you can't get away with now, but uh, it turned my life around. And then uh, I got an award for something that wasn't worth an award. And a two-star general told me, he says, Danny, a young man like you, could get rich in the civilian world. Okay. And a light bulb went off over my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I was out of the army in seven months. You know, I, was I out of the army in seven months. I uh, gotta say, Dan, it's it's an honor to have you on the show. I became exposed to you when I was in the corporate world. And I always like guys like you and Jack Wells that are just kind of the no BS, get it done, the results are result. Like, I don't really care how you feel, like the number's the number. I always gravitated toward that leadership style. And and I, one thing I always wanted to ask you is, so you're working with the young, impressionable people and we're trying to change hearts and minds. What's that one thing you can say we can do to help try to wake up today's generation? Because we've got you know, tens of thousands of people that are going to watch us. What's that one thing they can help do to kind of change that? Paradigm uh, the they, they suffer from analysis, uh, paralysis by analysis. They spreadsheet stuff to death uh, because they're afraid of making a mistake. What's their wife going to say? What's their parents going to say? What are their colleagues going to say? Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, and that's why I say they'd rather be liked and more effective. Uh, and the key to my success and the key to the mentee's uh, success are they pull the trigger. They run towards the gunfire, and in not real terms, but metaphorically speaking, because you're not going to die by any decision you make. You may be embarrassed. You may be, feel like you shit your pants, but it's not going to kill you. Uh, and just make, uh, make decisions. Uh, because the kids don't uh, uh, lack talent. They lack leadership. Uh, mm -hmm. The kids are smarter than anything now. Um, and, uh, and now, uh, virtually anybody, uh, even an old guy like me, uh, is, uh, got information that's instantaneous and that there's a good side of that and a bad side of that. Because if you listen to all the information, I mean, you'll never make a decision because everybody's got an opinion. I'm in the healthcare business and, uh, one of the hospitals that we have, it had 200 doctors. And when we took it over, uh, uh we had a, a open day for people to come and ask questions. They were lined up from 4.30 in the morning. Oh, jeez. All 200 doctors. Wow. And the 200 doctors had 800 comments. Wow. Okay? Yeah. And so that wasn't counting the nurses or the receptionists or anybody else because nobody ever asked them what they thought. Right. Okay? Um, but there, there's a limit to, you know, everybody's got an opinion. And even now, uh, the PC is everybody has rights. Well, I'm not so sure everybody deserves rights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because if, if their rights infringe on my rights, 
then right. I'm not cool with that. And you see a lot of that where everybody's got rights. Well, that's that's great. Uh, but, you know, uh, some, you know, and you were talking earlier about the truth. My grandmother, shortly before she passed away at 97, she uh, told me in Spanish, which my Spanish isn't good enough to say it, but she said, uh, always tell the truth. And if it doesn't hurt, it's not the truth. Yeah, the truth true. hurts. Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, you see, uh, uh, you know, um, it's like um, uh, I'm only changed one diaper. I'm not proud of being such a, not such a great father. And if I hadn't been shamed into changing that diaper, uh, uh, I wouldn't have changed that diaper. I was shamed into it, and I'm, I'm happy to say that I changed the diaper now. But I, you know, I didn't want to do that, and you know, all that stuff. Well, there's a lot of things in life that kids don't want to do now. You and know what? I think. I mean, honestly, to think back, I think I was shamed into doing it too. Um, I did. I mean, I, I mean, now that I think about it, and even, even though I gagged through it, I learned I learned a lot. Uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> let me let me um we talked about uh the um the situation where men don't te um, well they tend not to be the men that we grew up with uh i mean they're, they're just um they give too much in to those groups that you were talking about uh and is there a way to turn this around or have we, I mean, has Pandora, has Pandora's box been open so far that it can't be closed? Well, I don't want to be negative, but in 2004, Professor Hawkins, who's passed away, the guy, while he could still verbalize 2004 mm -hmm. before he was talking just on the computer, said that we're on a half-ass planet <laughs> and we're slightly better than a chimp. <laughs> And we have reached our apex. Wow. I said the same in about 2010, not knowing what he said in 2004. Um, nobody talks about the asteroid that's going to hit us in October the 11th of 2142. Right. Nobody talks about it. Right. It's not maybe it's going to hit us. Right. Not perhaps it's going to hit us. It's absolutely fucking going to hit us. <laughs> I mean, nobody talks about it. Okay. And, right. and so uh, the, uh, uh, I think, oh, we're through, but it doesn't mean every, the, the Romans had their day. Everybody's had their day. Uh, right. Homo sapiens had its day and we're not going to live forever. And that's the real reason, in my opinion, that uh, Jeff and Elon want to be on another planet because they know this planet's done. <laughs> and a rocket, unfortunately, just blew up about an hour or two ago. I saw that. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. But yeah. interestingly enough, Elon said he thought it was going to blow up before it blew up. Now, uh, you know, all the conspiracy guys, uh, we didn't land on the moon and all that. I'm sure that something's going to come of that. Well, why did he say that? I don't know. Right. Uh, you know, maybe he was just flapping his lips, which Elon has a tendency to flap his lips. His right. alligator mouth overloads his hummingbird ass all the time, you know. Uh, but, I mean, we're past it. But, we're gonna, you know, we'll be around another 300 years or 500 years. And, uh, uh, and, but you can't worry about stuff like that. You know, I, I could get hit. Uh, my wife and I have been uh, watching these uh, history channel about tra uh, plane tragedies. We've watched four or five in the last couple of weeks. You wouldn't go on a goddamn plane again. Right. You all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, uh, so, I mean, but um, have as much fun as you can, as long as you're not infringing on somebody else's rights. You know, so the world's going to blow up when I get the next question. 
Okay. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, back to what you said about our kids are smart. Uh, I have a, a 10 year old grandson, fifth grade public school. These kids know about this woke fraud. He comes and talks to me about, you're not going to believe it. Grandpa, this kid in third grade, they say, and he's gay. He said, how does he know? I mean, these kids know they're not, uh, they're intuitively, they understand what's going on. I think maybe not all of them, but I wanted to ask you what you thought. Uh, one of the things that, that I try to analyze and try to, uh, put together is the war on language. I think the more that we use the terms or the wokesters terms, the more we're uh, heading toward defeat. I just wanted to know your thoughts. Oh, absolutely. I that. couldn't agree with you more. The um, now it is so, uh, and it starts with the news, which to say it's got a liberal bent is an understatement of biblical proportion, but <laughs> it starts from the news. Um, and uh, teaching, education. Uh, I pulled out our children, uh, uh, and uh, the kids, our kids are 38, uh, 37, 39, and 41, when they started giving participation ribbons for athletics. That's it, you're out of there, no participation. And the, in the last 25 or 30 years, we have gotten more and more um, PC, and more and more that we don't wanna hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, and, and more and more the language, this his, this pronoun thing where you, you, you get to be called such and such, uh, uh, the, uh, it, it's beyond my comprehension. Uh, my wife and I give, give a lot to charities and we, we support the high school my dad graduated from, the grammar school I graduated from, uh, the, um, and uh, the, the kids' um, ideas of um, what they can say and what they can't say but it all starts at home. If their parents, kids don't do what you tell them to do. Kids do what they see their parents do. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. the next level is kids do what they see their teachers do. Okay. And then the next level, unfortunately, kids do what they see their governments do. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, none of those are stellar examples of uh, what we want or what made this country great or the various countries, not just America. I carry, I carry two passports. I, I also have a UK passport recently in the last couple of years. But I, I tell the, uh, the UK students when I uh, talk at universities at Oxford, or I had the privilege of talking to and the same thing I did at the Naval, Naval Academy and University of Pennsylvania is in the UK, this little island ruled two thirds of the planet with something called gunboat diplomacy. OK, if they wanted it, they took it. Now they did a bad thing. but OK, now we, we got rid of uh, Boris the baboon. OK. And now we got, uh, 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 the, in Scotland, uh, the uh, government is uh, deteriorating daily. Uh, it's, it's, uh, Nicola Sturgeon is supposed to be arrested today, uh, the former first minister. They already arrested the CEO of uh, SNP and the treasurer of SNP. The government's deteriorating because in Scotland, uh, 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 they're fighting for something uh, that's not achievable, independence. But getting back to your direct question is the, the words do matter. They do matter, and uh, I have a reputation of being rough. Uh, I say bad words. Uh, uh, we always ask um, whether um, you know bad words uh, uh, can be taken by your audience. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, um, when I was at Oxford, I only say, said "fuck" twice, only <laughs> twice. Okay, uh, but I did say there was two very attractive mothers in the audience. <laughs> One had a yellow tight thing uh showing her, her large uh, uh glands and another one had a red 
Now, I'm positive those two mothers wore those for a reason. I'm positive, <laughs> okay? And so I said, hey, cutie pie, you were the orange. She stood up. Oh, me? And I did the same with the lady in the red. Uh, the um, You know, uh, sometimes I'll be in a meeting. Uh, I was in a uh, showbiz meeting uh, or something uh, uh, not too long ago where I asked for a cup of coffee. Everybody just sat on their hands. One, they didn't have coffee. Two, secretaries don't get coffee anymore. Oh. Oh. We love so coffee on the way to one, one of the executives had to go get the coffee. <laughs> he had to go to Starbucks down the road. By the time it came back to me, it was cold. I happen to like cold coffee, so I wasn't offended. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, um, the world screwed up. I mean, <laughs> Mr. D. I, I would have fired <laughs> the whole room, you know. Here I'm coming I, here to uh, do a hundred million dollars with them, and they can't get I can't get a goddamn cup of coffee. Yeah, you know, yeah. I but, I gotta ask you one thing too, Mr. Pena. Um, so you attribute your time in the military to your turnaround in life, and that used to be where we could send our ill-begotten youth to get straightened <laughs> out and get some discipline and all that sort of thing, and now. It doesn't seem to be the case. So nope. let's say President Trump won the election in 2024, and he says, Dan, I'm bringing you in to fix the military. What would that look like? Well, first of all, we wouldn't be having problems with Trump, uh, uh, Putin right now. Right. I'm almost positive. We wouldn't be having, you know, uh, whether he'd push uh, the button or not, I don't know. Um, but I was on the, uh, 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 let me just segue just a little bit off the subject. Uh, in the middle 60s, I was uh, attached to NATO, uh, and the, uh, there was an Iron Curtain then, okay? And we used to say, I was a young lieutenant on that Iron Curtain and uh, looking at the East Germans and the Russians, and uh, they were uh, more disciplined than we were, even though our military, in my judgment, was more disciplined than it is now, but they were more disciplined. And I said, I, we used to say, I hope there is a nuclear war, because we don't want to fight these guys hand to hand. That's what we used to say. Okay, uh, remember when the um, the uh, Ukrainians uh, fired a rocket by accident and they were blaming it on somebody else here a few right, months yeah, ago? And, okay, okay. Poland. I think Putin Putin's way out is that he's going to drop a small tactical nuke. Okay, he's going to blame it on a rogue general and a rogue. He's going to kill all those rogue people, and NATO's not going to do shit. N NATO, yeah. uh, then nobody over here wants a land war, other right. than. Ruski against Ruski. Right. Nobody. You go down to London and you're in a, a swanky here. We stay at the Ritz. Does it, you know, I could stand up. How many are you going to go fight? <laughs> I'd be, uh, be deaf ears. Same <laughs> in New York City. The, right. the, the, we now have uh, the, um, the, the, the big black general that's the Secretary of Defense. I forget Lloyd his name. Austin. Lloyd Austin. Austin. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know anything much about his background. Other than he should lose about a hundred pounds, but other than that, okay, 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 and right. uh, yeah, the, the fact that he was an army officer, not a marine. I wasn't a marine; I was an army officer. But anyway, the fact is probably why he's uh, gained a hundred pounds. But I mean, uh, you have to crack down from the very big, the top. You got to right. make it okay when you've got um, uh, 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 the surgeon general who uh, wears eye makeup. Okay, I mean, <laughs> give me a fucking break! Are you kidding me? I mean. You know, I, I, 
I'd have trouble saluting him, no matter what the fuck his rank was. Okay, uh, the um, you know when, when I when I when I introduced myself, uh, 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 good afternoon, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and it's I add now, it's okay, and that's not popular with a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I've been canceled. At my last gig in um, uh, what what was the when the uh, girls took their clothes off? Exeter University last year, in the, one of the better schools here in the UK. Uh, they boycotted me, and the girls in the audience, eight or ten of them, took their clothes off, got naked. Oh, and the, oh wow. uh, it's it, it, it's it's online, and uh, the um, the police that were there, the security to protect me, didn't know how to grab them. You know, <laughs> you know? and uh, it took 15, 20 minutes for them to finally clear. They had a reason with them. You know, if that had happened in Oklahoma. <laughs> or Texas. I know exactly what would have happened to those people. I mean, they would have been drug out by their tits. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the, right now, I, uh, you know, um, I had uh, the privilege of being on a board, not just with a commandant of the a Marine Corps, but a uh, lady admiral. She was the first this, first that. Really a great gal. And um, she says, Mr. Pena, I mean, the military has changed. I mean, it's us. Uh, I had, you know, you weren't, you're not supposed to hit superiors in the military. I'm sure it's still the same, but I saw sergeants kick the shit out of captains. You step out around behind the, the yeah. barracks yeah. and, but now you're in <laughs> Leavenworth. I mean, doing hard time. Yeah. Um, and I, I sit some, I, I locked the heels of an E nine air force guy. Um, I was maybe the youngest company commander in NATO. I was a second Lieutenant still. And mm, the, damn. um, I had a car and a driver. We're driving uh, on the post, and this E9 didn't salute me. I stopped the car. I got out and I locked the seal for 20 minutes. Then I find out that the Air Force doesn't have to salute other than the commanding general. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm at the officers' club, which they don't have any more officers' clubs anymore. Right. I'm at the officers' club with, next to two generals, and they're saying, "Did you hear about this asshole lieutenant that locked so and so's heels?" I'm trying to crawl away, you know. <laughs> and I said, uh, "General." General Vaughn was named Woodrow Vaughn. I was that asshole lieutenant. And he says, well, if I were you, I'd apologize because he's more powerful on this base than I am. Wow. So the next day I showed up at his office and he said, I was wondering if you'd have the balls, <laughs> sir, the balls to come and see me. I said, well, I didn't know the protocol, blah, blah, blah. But that. And then he stood up and saluted me anyway. So nice. it's, it's, it's yeah. got to start at the top. And, yeah. I, you know, when, when I went through a, a ranger training, uh, part of OCS, Officers candidate. I went through infantry officer school at Fort Benning, Georgia for six months. Um, and I just talked to the guy here who's the best man at my wedding when he was captured the, in, uh, in the drills in the, in, in, that you had before he went overseas. Um, he was staked out on an anthill, honey poured over him for three days. Ah. And he almost died. Wow. He almost died. I mean, they used to put battery cables to your balls. Jeez. Okay. I mean, they played hardball. Now, they have safe space. You have a yep. safe card, okay? Uh, even the academies. Now, Naval Academy didn't have it when I spoke there a couple of years ago, but the Air Force Academy, apparently uh, uh, West Point has it, uh, where if you're getting chewed on too much, you pull out your safe card and they leave you alone. Mm. I, I can't even imagine that. I can't <laughs> even imagine that. Let me, um, I got to break in because uh, we, got, we got somebody following you, but I promise the next time I have you on, I got to have you on for the whole show because the audience is loving the, the audience well, is loving you right I'm now. Happy to they, do it. Where are they, you guys uh, based? 
I'm in I'm in Maryland. We got one in Pennsylvania, and then we got another one in Muslim soda. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Jr. Put your your social uh, your social media um, links in the uh, chat, and the chat has really been moving like like gangbusters today. And I think that I think that everybody understands exactly why I wanted to bring you on is because you remind us of what we were mind us of our dads and right. what we, and where we should be and that's what we need to hear on a regular basis and i'm believe me i'm so glad that you, that you took time well, out it was of my pleasure and i'm happy to do it again uh and the other thing that straightened me out is i had a hard-ass dad that i think he invented tough love right. i mean um they used to beat me like a rented mule uh <laughs> and the um we were talking but, uh, about that the other day and he was a high-profile cop, LAPD cop. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the Army um, did it. Uh, where else would you give a 21-year-old kid a $100 million budget he didn't know shit mm -hmm. and hold him mm -hmm. accountable, though? Right. Accountability was a thing. Right. And if you screwed up, I mean, uh, big time, you went to Leavenworth. But, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but now, I mean... Now uh, it's just a different world, but I'd be happy to come back anytime awesome. we can arrange it. And uh, the uh, love it. Uh, and I'm I, I'm not due to back in the United States uh, uh, anytime soon. But if I am, when I am, not if when I am, I'll, I'll make sure my office contacts you. Maybe uh, I can be at least a part of one of you in person. I like in person. Uh, awesome. The um, and it, most people say we didn't know you were that tall. I don't know. I must come across like a midget on, on screen or something, <laughs> but I am tall. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I was happy to be uh, your guest today. Thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Man, love love your spirit. Love who you are. And I know you're Thank not you going to change. I love, and I know you're not going to change, and we would and we would <laughs> want you another way. No, I'm not going to change. want you another way. No. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you very again. much. Thanks, Dan. Thank Thank Ladies and gentlemen, that, that was Mr. Dan Pena. Um, I, look, as I said, I know exactly what I'm doing when I when I find guests. That 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 right there, that right there is what we need in the United States of America. Yeah. Going forward, we need him. Okay. And we also need our next guest. Our next guest uh is a staunch uh real real. I mean, she she and her group have shown me um, shown me that our our disdain for China is not even is not even on the level of really doing anything because they are getting out there like I said last week Nicole and her her group are getting out there and they're on the battlefield and they are standing up and they're raising up their voices and they're Man, they're 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 bringing receipts and they're and they're talking and they're I, I'm 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 like it's almost like in the Dan Pena thing. It's like that's what we used to do. Yep, that's what we used to do, and we don't do that no more. You know, it's like if you see her, if you happen to see her on um other um interviews. She didn't hold back. She nope. didn't hold back. 
And the, one of the reasons why I wanted to add her to my show, that's right. She's a special core um, foreign, foreign correspondent for the Wayne Dupree podcast. And I can gladly say that. But um, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her, bring her to the show is because like Hutch and like JR, I learned so much from individuals that I don't hang around on a regular basis. And she brings so much to the table. Let me, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Miss Nicole. Miss Nicole, how are you doing again? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I am just so flattered by your opening. And it's our duty to be here because we love this country. This country has adopted us. Uh, we fled communist China, and this country is so exceptional. They, they became our new home. So we're giving back to this country by giving back our um, knowledge and insights about how to fight the CCP. You know, uh, a lot of things have happened since the last time that we had you on, okay? And one of the main things was something that happened uh, uh, on Monday, where yep. I, where I, I think it was FBI. Somebody, somebody, um, uh, arrested FBI. Two, FBI. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even want to give them that, but uh, because of them releasing the guy in the same day. But tell us, tell us, tell us uh, about Harry Lou, and um, uh, tell us about this little graphic right here. Absolutely. So this Monday, um, uh, April seventeenth. Well, Mr. Jordan and the House Judicial Committee was holding a uh, field hearing about the weaponization of the Manhattan District uh, justice system. The Department of Justice also held a um, press conference announcing the arrest of two Chinatown men who were responsible for helping the CCP to set up a CCP secret police station in lower Manhattan. So the guy showing in the photo, Harry Lu, Chinese name is... Lu Jian Wang, uh, along with another guy, Chen Jianping, they were arrested uh, for what? Uh, for setting up the CCP's secret police in Lower Manhattan. Uh, what does it do? Its job is to spy on the Chinese dissidents and also to organize protest against the Chinese dissidents and issue threats if necessary. So this is what they did back in 2017 when Mr. Mao's school first came to the United States of America and uh, is established his residence in New York City. And these people organized a, a mob of protesters right in front of Sherry Netherlands Hotel, where Mr. Mao's school resided. And they issued death threats and they hold big banners. They got hundreds of uh, protesters shouting and yelling on the US soil, seeking to uh, intimidate and silence uh, Mr. Mao's school. Guess what? NYPD and DOJ did nothing to stop them. But I'm very glad that after six years, the DOJ finally made the move and arrest them. But to my surprise, these two people were instantly bailed out. So they're among us. So I wonder why the federal prosecutor did not ask the same concern, concerning question about the fly risk and also about the uh, threat these people post to the Chinese community. I mean, they did not let Mr. Mao's bail request uh, to be granted for two reasons. Number one is that Mr. Mao's might have a flight 
risk. But Mr. Mao's war is victim number one and CCP enemy number one. How can he want to fly to communist China <laughs> to be killed by the CCP? I right, think right. these two people have every reason to uh, pose that um, flight risk, yet mm -hmm. the DOJ let them out. And the second reason is that they worry that Mr. Mao's war will pose a, um, a threat to the community. Come on, give me a break. I mean, these two Chinatown men, they set, they set up the CCP police station, spying on the Chinese dissidents, issuing threat and helping the CCP try to return the Chinese dissidents back to China for punishment. They are the biggest threat to the community. How come the DOJ did not ask those questions to, sus to stop these people's bail re uh, request? Tell me, guys. I mean, I mean I'm dumbfounded. Let I'll me, tell you. Uh, hold on. Real quick, I just want to add a quick video before you go, Hutch. Um, um, a quick video of um, another network that um, kind of broke down like this. Head of this Chinese police station. He gets arrested and is bailed out almost instantly. Okay? Now, if he's a Chinese agent, how is he getting bailed out instantly? Well, when you look at the indictment, and I have a few of the pages here, the indictment against these 34 and the two arrested reads like a Chinese Communist Party manifesto of how you destroy not just Chinese dissidents in America, but American society and the value system in general. Um, on one of these pages, it spells out uh, what they call the 912 Project, which was Chinese agents to disrupt uh, uh, the American value system using social media accounts and the like, and we'll pull it up here. Uh, at one point, they received a cable tasking them to, quote, take advantage of George Floyd's death of the second anniversary and reveal law enforcement's brutality and racial discrimination. They wanted to sow dissent inside the United States to bring us down. Well, lo and behold, guess who warned of this? Remember who I tell you about all the time, Miles Guo, the Chinese billionaire who now sits in a federal prison. Mind you, no bail for him, CCP enemy number one, but the CCP agent is bailed out. Well, Miles Guo warned of this exact thing years ago. Roll that clip. CCP is wiping out white people. I have been saying this since 2017. What is CCP's intention in waging war against the world? It is to use yellow, black, and brown people, who make up almost 75% to 80% of the world's population, to wipe out white people. The correct saying is that CCP has spread the idea that white people caused all racial conflict. CCP's biggest conspiracy is to use this idea to take over the world. This is a serious issue that no one dares to talk about, and no one dares to even say it. You know, um, I, I have told the guys a couple of times, uh, and I've also told past co-hosts, if I find out who that is, I will definitely block them from ever calling me again. No, um, I told the guys, I'm not colorblind. I am, and I'm a, I'm a black American. I see for, for the, for, for years, I've seen what they're doing to white men. 
There's nothing I can do about it. But I see what they're doing to white men. I didn't know that. I mean, I mean, it all makes sense now. I mean, if you have China and you have all that money behind them, it makes sense for what they are um, trying to do. But uh, the the way that they are being um, iced out and the way that they are being destroyed is the way that the black male was done in the yep. 60s and the early 70s. If they can get the male, if they can get rid of them by this trans movement or, uh, you know, if they can get rid of them by uh, the Me Too movement, if they can get rid of these white people, white men, because the white women are caught up with, with the trans thing, but if they can get rid of the white men, China... China can China can walk right in as almost like the savior, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the CCP is wholly responsible for instigating that woke culture, uh, and um, they're the ones who label the white people as supremacist. And so they've been using the social media campaign uh, to spread that propaganda to instigate racial hatred among the American people. We know this country is colorblind, and uh, we know that we're all inspired by Martin Luther King's dream that, uh, you know, black kids, you know, white kids and uh, brown kids and yellow kids were all like coming from one God's family. But the CCP is anti-God. Uh, they want people to be pissed, uh, uh, pit against each other so that uh, they can destroy this country's uh, social fabrics. And so that uh, document, uh, court document filed by the Eastern District of New York, showed all the details about uh, the tactics and strategies that CCP have used to infiltrate in, in this country. And so that night, 112 uh, project is named after the cyber attack that the CCP used to um, to hack uh, an American law firm called Clark Hill, who uh, got um, the job to uh, help Mr. Mouskwa to file his uh, political asylum. So um, uh, September 12, 2017, the CCP succeeded in hacking that law firm and stole Mr. Mouskwa wow. and his wife's uh, information. So this working group is named after that success, the 9112 project. So besides trying to silence and intimidate prominent dissidents like Mr. Mouskwal, the 912 project also seeks to uh, instigate the racial hatred and also seeks to interfere with the U.S. election. And uh, what's most uh, uh, concerning is that Twitter and social media giant does not ban those accounts. They ban the conservatives. They suspended Mr. Mao's personal account on Twitter, and they've been censoring and surprising the Chinese whistleblowers like myself. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, Nicole, um, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, you need to understand that the new federal state of China and this effort uh, is, is one of our best allies ever. And, yes. and the reason I say that you were at CPAC in February, mm -hmm. uh, and, and one of your comments or one of your pillars was that you cannot free China until you free the United States. Right. I mm -hmm. never, I want to thank you for that uh, clip, uh, Wayne, that Miles Go Go clip. Yeah. I never even considered that. That's right. the first time I ever heard that. Me and too. I'm, and I'm going to be screaming that from the mountains for the rest of my life. <laughs> 
I'm telling you that that's something that that is being suppressed. It makes sense, right? It makes sense. But, but it does, and it's it's yeah. being suppressed. Why did I never see that? Right. I scour the interwebs every single day mm-hmm. for our shows. Mm-hmm. That was profound. It really was. Um, but explain your concept of uh, we can't free China until we free America because you're seeing it right in front of our face with this last story yeah. with these CCP agents and Miles uh, and his wife or whatever in uh, in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that very concept came from Mr. Mao Guo, the leader and founder of the Chinese whistleblower uh, movement. Initially, he started this uh, movement trying to take down the Chinese Communist Party in China. He wanted to expose the CCP's crimes against humanity, against the Uyghurs, the, the Tibetans, the Christians and Catholics and the Falun Gong practitioners and people who want to uh, have freedom. And since he came to the United States of America, he quickly found that he became the target of America's mainstream media, America's big tech, America's Hollywood, and uh, America's politicians. Why? Because it's the Wall Street, Silicon Valley that had been funding and enabling the CCP. So they're the people who want to keep the CCP in power. So that's why Mr. Mao and all of us quickly found out that the biggest obstacle, uh, obstacle to our pathway to freedom is not Xi Jinping in China. It's America's elites. It's the political establishment. It's the mainstream media. It's Silicon Valley and it's Wall Street who, who have been in bed with the CCP so for so many years that they do not want us to take down the Chinese Communist Party. And that's why Mr. Moskowal often said, our battle, our key battle ground, our swing state is not in Beijing. It's in New York. It's in Washington, D.C. It's right here on the U.S. soil. You know, Nicole, you bring up an an interesting point. It was funny when we had you on the last few weeks. Like, people don't realize you and Miles and a whole population of Chinese came to America for freedom and our, our, the Chinese government is taking a long war where they don't plan on coming in with nuclear weapons and blowing up the USA. They're going to infiltrate. They're going to cut out the, the foundations. They're going to sow dissent with the country and they take you down from within rather than like what Germany did with the Nazis. But what really struck me about this police story like everybody sees what happened to Miles. He's kind of the face of the movement. Yeah. But talk about how, because these police stations aren't going after guys like Miles. These are going after regular folks like you and other people that speak out. So what's that like, you mean, just kind of a regular person from China speaking out against what the communists are doing? The CCP wants to control the Chinese population outside of uh, mainland China and because they want the Chinese people to obey uh, to the CCP. And so even though the Chinese people have been living outside of China for so many years, they still live in constant fear because they know that once they speak up or once they appear in front of a television or camera uh, and and start uh, criticizing the CCP, immediately his, uh, his or her family members back in China will be harassed. And the, the CCP's police station uh, in New York, um, they used to uh, 
issued death threats against Miss Mao's school, and they have attempted several assassinations against Mr. Mao's school, and Yvette Wang, who is uh, Mr. Mao's school's chief of staff, and Long Island David, who is now the leader of uh, our movement. And so they've been trying every way to stop the, um, the overseas Chinese people from speaking up, because you know why? Because we are the survivors of the CCP, and we know better mm about the CCP and we know how to better fight the CCP and that's why they try to silence us. And um, so, and Mr. Moskowitz is just the first person to introduce that, that important difference between the CCP and the Chinese people because a lot of people, they continue to use uh, China or Chinese people when they were actually referring to the CCP. And let's remember people in China do not have the rights to vote nobody vote the CCP into power. They used the power from Kuomintang back in uh, 1949, and they forced the legitimate uh, Republic of China into Taiwan. So this is an illegal representation of the Chinese people. But unfortunately, uh, beginning from uh, uh, Nixon administration, the U.S. government has been um, beef, you know, has been building a friendly relationship with the CCP regime while ignoring the real people, that is we, the Chinese people, because you cannot build a um, relationship with the CCP at the same time uh, to represent, you know, to have a, a healthy relationship with the Chinese people. So over the last several decades, uh, the U.S. administration, I mean, they have been adopting that um, one so-called one China policy. That mm -hmm. is not one China policy. That is a one party state CCP dictatorship policy. And we need to stop that. You know what? Uh, you, you uh, we got some, we got some, um, uh, well, we have a couple photos, pic, pics of um, some documents that, uh, that we came across. I was wondering if you could make heads or tails of them uh, um, in the video, they were talking about the nine twelve project um, to uh, that uh, received tasking to work on the twenty twenty two U.S. midterm and criticize American democracy. You want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a screenshot uh, from the Eastern District of New York's uh, court document explaining why uh, they pressed charges against uh, the forty plus. Um, officers from the CCP's Ministry of Public Security. And so they talk about the um, project 912. And so one of the tasks is to uh, uh, to interfere with the 2022 midterm US uh, uh, election. Basically, you know, it's pushing the CCP's false narrative on the American public that uh, America's democracy is, is, is a hypocrisy and don't believe that. And we know this country is exceptional. America is indeed the greatest nation on the face of earth. It's not perfect, but it's great because it's founded on uh, the principle uh, that our natural rights does not come from the government. It came from God. It's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And CCP wants to attack this very principle that has made America so exceptional. So, um, and they created many <laughs> false social media accounts spreading the CCP's propaganda. 
And um, so this is the 912 Special Project Working Group named after the cyber attack against the law firm uh, helping uh, Mr. Mao Zedong with his political asylum. So, um, and this is a 98 page uh, indictment and it's public domain information. Uh, this should become uh, any law school's uh, textbook uh, if you want to learn about CCP's infiltration in this country. And so they also talk about how to control the public narrative in the United States of America and how to shape the public perception, both domestically and abroad. And their key target is the United States of America because U.S. is the leader of the free world. I mean, so this is really uh, a very detailed, very comprehensive um, guideline into the CCP's infiltration into this country. And so I like to give a big shout out uh, to who, the, to the people who put this document together. And also, I want to remind people that um, victim number one labeled in this document is Mr. Mao School. And so tell me, guys, if in this indictment, Mr. Mao School is labeled victim number one, why is he in federal jail? Why the two CCP agents are out, yep. uh, bailed out immediately? Mm -hmm. You know what that when when we talked a couple of days ago, and <laughs> you shocked me with this. You, I mean, we knew. We told our guests, "Hey, guess what?" We told, and because actually we talked about the Chinese police station um, last year. We said that there was one in New York, but it seemed like. Nobody was saying anything about it. It's right. like, okay. I mean, we thought that they had asked for permission in New York to give, no. given them permission to have it, or at least that's the way that it had been written. So when you call me, you tell me like, hey, um, you know, two people just got arrested. Uh, well, no, no, actually, actually, we knew that two people got arrested. But when you called me, you said, you know, they're out on bail. I was like, well, wait, they, they just got arrested. Yeah. But what about Miles? And you said, well, Miles still in. I was like, oh, wait a minute. These people, and, and, and that wasn't even the coup de grace. You also had some, some um, a bombshell about how they got out. You want to tell everybody about that? Yeah. So they were bailed out on the same day when they were arrested. And guess what? The sponsor of their bonds, their name had been redacted. Oh. So why 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 you know the names cannot be known to the public wow. why they did not reject the sponsor of the bond for mr mao school and for mao school's chief of staff yvette wang that's so wrong. double standard that's so yeah. wrong it's like it, i mean it, it's almost like you're letting the wolf out and you're keeping little red riding hood locked up you, you see what i'm saying it's like you give them a pass for running something illegal. You know they're illegal. You get them out so they can go home and snore like a champ. But yet you keep the other guy in because, you say, oh, well, guess what? He, he can leave the country. First off, where is he going to go? He's not going back to China because China don't want him. You had already took his passport. I thought that, you know, usually in this type of thing, you take a person's passports and stuff so they don't leave. So where is he going to go? And and I'm sure and I'm sure they had something to do with burning up his place too. 
Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> you know? and re remember a few years ago, if you talk about the CCP's secret police station in New York or the COVID-19 is a leak from the CCP's bioweapon lab, you will be immediately labeled as a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Yep. And people will attack you from left to right. Mm -hmm. And so, but now all the conspiracy becomes a reality. But it took so many years and we lost over 1 million American people because when the truth was first exposed, people labeled it as a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. It's reality. Mm -hmm. And we know a few days back, uh, the, um, the House Committee on the COVID-19 pandemic also released more uh, hearing transcript and report to confirm uh, Mr. Mao's was uh, warning back in 2017 that the CCP would uh, release a um, deadly virus to uh, destroy public health and to take down the world uh, economy and uh, social fabrics. And that is, that is later known as the COVID-19. He, he tipped off FBI about this 13579 plan one stands for one bioweapon, and three stands for three years in the development of a uh, deadly virus coming from the Wuhan bioweapon lab, funded by Fauci and the U.S. taxpayers' dollar. And five means this deadly uh, uh, virus will be in will be effective for five years, taking down seven countries: Five I partnership plus India and Japan. And nine stands for Within nine months, they will come up with a vaccine and and use to and push that vaccine mandate to further deteriorate the uh, economy and public health. And so, when Mr. Mouseball first broke this important warnings to the entire world, he was being attacked by the Wall Street Journal, by Mother Jones, by the mainstream media as a conspiracy theorist. But you know. I wish he were he were the conspiracy uh, uh, theorist, but he was right. Yep. But it cost too much. It, it cost American life. It cost American economy. It cost mm -hmm. all of us. And if you look at it, uh, when you look at Miles' uh, involvement with exposing the Hunter Biden laptop, it, it, it took the whole world out. Right. I mean, everything that's going on right now is because of the CCP influence on our Justice Department and our federal government. I mean, the, all this, all the warning signs were there. Can we go back just a second to the document that was on the screen? Did I hear you say that was in the Eastern District of New York? Is that a yes? Is that a court yeah. document? Yes, it yes, it's public domain information. It's on the doc, yeah. and so everybody go study this document because it will reveal so much about how the CCP has infiltrated in this country, and uh, the mainstream media will not talk about this and uh, media has been remaining silent. They talk about the press Michelle, but they do not talk about why Mr. Mouseball was not allowed to testify in press Michelle's trial in Washington, DC. And um, there was a, a field hearing in New York City. Mr. Mouseball should be there to testify to Jim Jordan and the House Judicial Committee about how the CCP has weaponized the U.S. justice uh, system. So people are focusing on, oh, whether this is a Soros-backed uh, corrupt justice system. No, this is a CCP-backed corrupt yeah. justice system. Right. Is there any correlation between George Soros and the CCP? Because I was thinking about that last night, you know, because it seems like their goals are the same. 
it looks like their goal is the same, which is to uh, corrupt the U.S. justice uh, system and to create a two-tiered justice system in this country. Hey, Nicole, we've heard a lot about the movement. How's Miles doing personally? Have you talked to him lately? How's he holding up? Well, yesterday, um, April 19th, marks the uh, six-year anniversary of uh, his famous um, live broadcast on the Voice of America uh, that has been su uh, suspended by the head of the VOA due to the CCP's uh, pressure. And so he called into um, our live broadcast and he told us he's, he's doing just fine. I mean, he spent, uh, when he was at uh, 19 years old, he spent 22 months in CCP's uh, gulag. So he experienced the worst of the worst. So being in federal jail uh, does not uh, make him feel bad. He made a lot of friends. He sees the humanity in every human being. Mm -hmm. And he was called by all the uh, 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 inmates as Bruce Guo, because Bruce Lee <laughs> is a Kung Fu master. Right. And uh, Miss Mouse Guo, he was so good at, you know, fitness exercise. <laughs> he do the plank and everybody just admire him. So uh, awesome. so everybody is calling him uh, Bruce Guo and he's, he's having a fun time. And um, so, and I want to take uh, this opportunity to talk about yesterday, uh, the anniversary of that so-called um, uh, April, Fifth, uh, April 19th, a suspension on the Voice of America. So back, you know, Mr. Moscow started this Chinese whistleblower movement in 2017, and he wanted to come on to a U.S. government, government international broadcaster uh, known as the Voice of America. It's funded by the taxpayer dollars, and it's owned by the U.S. government. So hmm. when he was about to um, blowing the whistles against uh, uh, Wang Qishan, the CCP vice chairman, uh, his live broadcast on air was shut down immediately. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. because the leadership of the Voice of America received phone call or pressure from the CCP. So, so please do not be surprised that this country's uh, mainstream media have been bought out by the CCP. Even the U.S. government-owned broadcaster have already been bought out mm. by the CCP. And yep. nobody talk about this. It happened back in 2017. And no media and uh, no uh, political pundits are talking about this, pre pretending nothing happened. I mean, that um, April 19th suspension by the uh, VOA is a hallmark of the CCP's weaponization of this country's uh, freedom of press. Basically, they hijacked America's uh, government-owned international broadcaster. It means that you know, the, in this country, there's no true freedom of press because the CCP has infiltrated uh, in this country deeply. Let me just add to that. The Voice of America was founded to be an anti-communist weapon yeah. for the West. Yep. Yep. It's the only reason it exists. Yeah. Well, yeah, now. Well, now it's different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. The infiltration yeah. is complete. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nicole, again, uh, I mean, the admiration from this show about what y'all are doing is just going, it's just gone to another level. So uh, you need to realize, first off, we're with you. We're with you. And thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we want to thank you for everything that you and your group are doing because I y'all are working, y'all are working 28, 36 hours a day to get your to get your voice out. And uh I was I was worried about y'all last week, and I'm still worried about y'all because y'all are targets. Yep. And we know something about being a target because suppression comes. Uh, uh, rumors come, go- gossip comes, a whole lot of stuff comes, and you know we're praying that you continue to do what you're doing. For and and you know a- another thing is we we pray that Miles uh, and Yvette is uh, is let go because of the pressure. Um, uh, and I know that you were in DC this this week too. Is that right? You were in DC, or your group was in DC trying to reach out to some of those lawmakers. Did that? Yeah. Did you get any solid footing with them? So I'm in New York City, and my colleagues are in Washington D.C. And um, so we like to raise awareness among the congressional uh, leaders that the weaponization of this country's justice by the CCP is the most pressing uh, uh, issue, more so than the Democrat. Uh, Democrats. I know that you know uh, this country is very politically divided, but that's exactly what the CCP want to see: that American political parties are hate each other, like hating each other, like uh, enemies. But you know what? I love this country, and there are good people uh, in any political party in in this country. And so I'm I'm calling on the uh, Democratic Party and Republican Party to stand united against the Chinese Communist Party because uh, the CCP is the real threat of this country. The CCP wants to enslave your own kids. The CCP wants to steal America. And the CCP wants to become the only ruling party in this country. The mm-hmm. CCP wants to replace entirely uh, the two-party or mu- multiple-party system in this country. So why don't we stand united together to take down the CCP altogether? Excellent. All right. Um, you have any last thought? Just, just that? thank you. Thank you for exposing this. It's a whole new angle to go at it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I really appreciate you taking time on our show. We really try to inform and educate and cover things mm-hmm. mainstream media is not talking about. And it's astounding to me when you go down the rabbit hole of the Chinese infiltration, what they're trying to do. And somebody with your experience, like in America, we're, we're used to like, we're going to take over a country, going to be big and loud and show up and just blow things up and whatnot. But that's not China's approach. No. And I think for a lot of Americans, your perspective will is really going to help them understand like this is what they're doing it's a long game so thank you so much for that nicole i think another one just one last thing i think another thing that's very important um i don't want to bash my own country i'm not going to do that but at times our our people are a little bit lazy yep right and and i think that the vast majority of americans prior to this felt that china was one thing the chinese are these people and they're all the same right and i think it is so valuable for people to understand that there are capitalist Chinese, there are Christian Chinese, there is a new federal state of China. Taiwan is the Republic of China. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. th- these things are are invaluable with uh, some of our people's understanding mm-hmm. of what's going on. I'm not talking down to anybody, but right. I'm just saying even myself didn't realize how diversified uh, this. I didn't either. I, I didn't either. I mean, I thought it was all just one thing too. So did I. 
But um, I mean, you know, you've believe me, uh, you know, I've talked to you offline. I've talked to you through text and stuff like that. And I know um, you've opened up my eyes to a lot of stuff. Again, I mean, I thank you. I thank you for, for being here because we wouldn't have known. Right. We wouldn't have known. And and the only reason why this has happened is because for a time like this, God has allowed this connection to go forward. You see what I'm saying? Because if he didn't want us to connect, we would have never connected. We would yeah. have never caught each other. We never talked or anything. Mm -hmm. This is he wants this somehow to reach a, mm -hmm. somebody that wasn't getting reached so that they know exactly what you are saying, what your group is saying and, and how you're going about trying to explain and, and open eyes and open hearts and mm -hmm. wake people up to the pending destruction of this mm -hmm. country, because with the work that y'all are doing, you can pull back or help us to reach a point and say, okay, we got, hold on. Let's listen to what she got to say. You know what? That makes sense. Let's pull back. Let's let's develop more of a blueprint or a a, 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 a template to to move forward away from what China is trying to do to us. Yep. Yeah. And I I like to um, share the final words from Mister. Uh, you know, at the before. Um, I leave the show. Mm -hmm. Final words. Uh, that is what Mr. Miles Gore shared with us yesterday. He said, um, God put him in jail for a reason. Exactly. And that, that is a good reason. Exactly. And that is to inspire all the good people to stand up. And that is to mobilize all the good people. He believes in this country. He asks us to have faith. Hold the line. Keep your faith. Believe in America and believe this country will do the justice. And we know it's God's timing. We're patient. And so um, he has no hatred. He has no resentment. He has hope. He has a faith. He's powerful. He's not only a Chinese hero. He's an American hero. He's mm -hmm. a world hero. Agreed. And we love him every day. We're praying for him. He has a beautiful wife of 38 years. He has two wow. wonderful kids. He has a wife of 38 years. He's very faithful. He's faithful to his God, family, country. Mm -hmm. And he has two, uh, his two kids have also, you know, been suffering a lot. Mm -hmm. And he has a very strong wife. And um, this is a very typical tra traditional family. They shared uh, the value, very uh, foundational value of this country, family, work ethic, kindness um, and honesty, and most importantly, courage, the courage to stand up and say no to evil. This is a great family. And I want all of your viewers to keep Mr. Mao School, Yvette, and uh, Mao School's family and friends, and all of the members of the new federal state of China in your thoughts and prayer, because we are all in this together. Right. America is not free until Mr. Mao School is free. We need Mao School and Yvette free so that we can take down the CCP in this country quickly. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. And have a beautiful weekend. You Great too. Weekend. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, 
two solid guests. I mean, today, today has been a home run. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, man. I, they, I hate when I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say I hate it. I love getting more knowledge, but I hate it when uh, it's like, why didn't I know about that? Oh, about the thing? That's ticking me off. I should have known about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, she, she, look, look, I mean, I didn't know about it either. You I didn't know. Me, you got to send me that clip. I need to work with Okay, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, here's what's remarkable because it's kind of what we hope to accomplish on the show. We try to be really educated and we spend way too much time in the news because we know the media is going to go just surface level and they're not going to tell you what's really going on. And when you talk like that, people make you sound like a conspiracy theorist, right? Like, oh, what do you think? There's but all this stuff is really happening. And like Nicole was saying, that's a court document. Like, it's not like some disputed piece of something some 4chan guy made. And and hopefully when you guys watch and listen to our show, we offer our opinions. And But we, like, dig down. And when we see stuff like this, when Wayne said there was a Chinese police station in Minnesota, I'm like, I'm from Minnesota. I didn't even know that. Like, it's rem- like how's that not front page news in Minneapolis? Oh, God. <laughs> I waited an hour and 16 minutes to do that. Oh, you guys are the greatest. <laughs> Look, I love Minnesota. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole wants um, you guys to know that she loves y'all too. So, yeah. She's great, man. I'm She's great. You. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, before you we know, go, you're talking about those, those crazy conspiracy theories and stuff. You know, the real news is because I'm looking on some of these news, news aggregation sites and you look at some of these stories. I saw one today. Two of the 9-11 hijackers were CIA operatives. I mean, shocking. it's like, but it would have been shocking like years ago, but now I'm going, maybe they were. You know, I don't know if that's true or not, but you see a uh-huh. lot of two, two 9-11 hijackers. I saw that. I saw that last week. I'm like. I didn't well, say anything. when I, saw I didn't that either, week. but I seen it again today. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw like, that. Is that real? It well, here's what's me, funny. It made me go and look at them. Just to yeah, let me do. <laughs> yeah. And, and you look at that clip from Miles on the Chinese causing all this racial strife. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no wonder BLM gets $90 million or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. This they is a war, guys. This yeah. is a war. Well, yeah, China no manufactures fighting because they want Americans to fight each other. Because if we battle each other, they can step right in. Th- look, they don't have to fight us. I'll right. tell you, you, you talk about the long game. Let me talk about the short game. Yeah. They've only been a country since 1949. Right. Right. And they've done all this to us in that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's it, uh, and I mean, they weren't even a real country until, like she said, until after 1973, when we sacrificed the Vietnam War dead to allow China into the World Monetary Fund. Yep. Mm-hmm. International mm-hmm. Monetary Fund. And, I mean, if you look at the Chinese approach in history, and I tried to make the point it wasn't as articulate as I would have liked, but America sees war like America and Russia, where it's these big brash soldiers that are just banging on the on the battlefield, killing each other. That's not how China does stuff. <laughs> like, like if you think of the concept of, like, kung fu or karate, where it's, you know, it, it's not a direct force scenario. And China's attack on the U.S., has not been a direct force scenario. In fact, we, other than maybe I could see like an EMP or something like that, but they're not going to send millions of Chinese over here to take over the country. They're going to 
undermine our institutions. They're going to take over our propaganda networks. They're going to. I'd say uh, they have. Yeah, they're going to corrupt our government and our agencies. That's how they take over the country, you know. And that document, that document ought to be on every network for 24 hours a day. Yeah. I mean, where are you at? Where are you at, Mark Milley? Where are you right. guys at? Don't you care? Doesn't anybody care at the CIA? Anybody at the FBI? Not one single patriot in the whole freaking organization. Right. This is a critical time we're in right now. Yeah. Instead, they're chasing down the fact that Trump didn't give back a handful of classified documents. And that's all the news cycle and you know, and it's funny when you see some of this stuff because you see it in real time. Like the whistleblower came out; it's been just over a week with documents that basically say the federal government's lying about the war in Ukraine. Not a peep. They lie about other than shows like ours. They, you know, they they look down on us, and right? they really do. You know, I I saw an article this morning, and and it was entitled "If Only Our Tormentors Spoke Flyover," and yep. it basically outlines the fact. That look, you guys, if if the Chinese communist does do take over and we end up their slaves, we know who done it to us. Yep. Yeah. So you yeah. better be careful. We know who done it. And it's not a, a big percentage of the country. It's a very, very small elite right. uh, section of the country. L listen to this. One of the things when we live in a dark times like this is the humor gets so wild and it's it's nasty, but it's funny. Listen to this. Boomers said, baby boomers said, I can't believe I wore bell bottoms. Gen Xers said, I can't believe I wore my hair like that. I see that. Millennials say, I can't believe I was goth. And Gen Z says, I can't believe I cut my dick off. <laughs> that was, a, I saw that meme. I, I, you know, it's I, true. Speaking, speaking about cutting, cutting the Johnson off, there's a study going on. National um, Institute of Health. The study and the effects of cutting off the genitalia. It's a it's a woman's grant, but it's being paid for. They're studying cutting the sack off to see it's how insane. that affects men. It's insane. You know how it affects men. Just look at cattle. Look at your dog. Mm -hmm. It ends civilization is what it does. I got to say, too, it sometimes I just got to pinch myself and say, how did we get to the point where we where we're arguing over small kids cutting off their sex organs? Like, this is the most bizarre. How can anybody take the position that it is OK and normal and acceptable for okay. a child to get pumped full of hormones and cut off their privates. Let, let's, let's take this back. Let's take down the CCP because it's, right. it's them too. They're the ones yeah. doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's sitting, right. anybody takes a dime of this money and, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out your Chinese money. You, you people that are in the media that are putting this forward, you professors, college professors that are polluting our children. We're going to find the Chinese receipts. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He told you. He told y'all. He told you. Here it is. Um, I mean, I saw this. I saw this right before the show. So that's that's um, and the NIH is recruiting them. Yeah. You mean, oh my God! No children. Don't well, cut uh, nothing 2023, off. Twenty twenty three. So far, in terms of anti LGBTQ yep. bills, 
becoming law in states across there America. isn't enough money. three anti-lgbtq laws can you imagine it can you imagine somebody it? will do it Kansas. somebody will do it. i know they will i know they will just yesterday, will talk them into it. the North Dakota yep. Senate passed hey, junior anti-LGBTQ You can make um, $5,000 in this study. In Kansas, the state legislation just want to cut overrode your, your, Governor your, Kelly's your, veto your to make up. Kansas the 20th state that has banned the NIH. That's, that's Fauci's, participating Fauci's in, in charge of uh, NIH, by the way, y'all. With the Any doctor participating in this should immediately have their license revoked and be thrown in jail. Affirming yep. healthcare while I'll tell you something else, too. Are currently blocked by courts. This is a oh, oh, she's talking? Sorry about that. I'm, I can't hear her, so let me... So the NIH, and I know this because I know persons, I knew some lesbians when I was in the army, high ranking, high ranking, good soldiers, right? The NIH is infiltrated with the lesbian mafia. I can see that. I also have a family member and she never got married. Right. I don't know anything else about her except she never got married. She's the only one mm -hmm. that was a high ranking member at the NIH. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This freaking mafia has infiltrated our government too. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. That's straight up truth. That that's not conjecture. I know that. Right. Yeah. McCarthy uh, has submitted a one point five trillion dollar spending package to Biden in efforts to fix the debt ceiling issues. You know, I tweeted out yet. I, I tweeted out yesterday. You know what? I don't even give a damn anymore. I really don't. I don't. Fiscal I'm conservatism. Sorry. I really don't even give a damn. I, I'll tell I, you. I I, I, I'm trying to wrap my, my brain around this, and I, and I have to bring up a possibility. I'm, I'm not a financial genius. We had to go to Jason for that. <laughs> but I'm serious. I mean, but I read a compelling article that said that if McCarthy didn't do that, mm -hmm. that they were going to see the government doesn't default unless the government says it defaults. Right. If there's no magic thing that happens, the only way we can default is if the Secretary of Treasury says it and the President okays it. So that's they got the switch, not us, not not the legislation. They do. Okay. There's plenty of money. Yesterday was tax day, There's, or two days ago. There's plenty of cash to pay all of our obligations. It's just deciding what not to spend on, like Department of Education, things that won't default. Anyway, this article went on to say, if we stopped, if we shut down the government, mm -hmm. that the Democrat party was prepared to allow the stock market to crash and to use that for the 2024 elections, blame everything on the GOP and the MAGA movement. And I think that might be one of the reasons why McCarthy's doing that because baby, our stock market's ready to crash. All it needs, yeah, I know. All it needs is something like that. And I'm reading that. And as much as I'm for fiscal conservatism and all that, I'm looking at this going, Dude, they could get us on this one. If we lose one more presidential election, who knows what's going to happen? And I don't know if that's the right answer or not. I'm just bringing that up. Well, and two, to be honest with people, the threat of them withholding and defaulting on the debt is impossible. Um, no Republican ever will. And any concessions they get, like they have, they have, us economically over a barrel until we take control of the house and senate but but here's the thing our finances are so screwed up if you look at the economy we've talked about the banking crisis the other day we talked about 
about the commercial real estate crisis. And it was funny. I was digging into that a little more. 20% of New York real estate, uh, commercial real estate's vacant right now. 20%. Like that's a big number. And it's, it's pretty common. I'm, I'm starting to look at some of the other big cities. So you've got, you've got commercial real estate ready to collapse. You've got banks ready to collapse. You've got the stock market. And the fact is in the next couple of years, depending on how things go, um, we will be paying more on interest in the federal debt than we will be taking in in tax revenue. I mean, that's just it's an unsustainable model. So it's going to like half measures with, you know, whatever McCarthy can do or whatnot. Like we need it's kind of like Social Security. We need to sit down as adults and figure out how you solve the problem. And stop spending. That's all you got to do. Right. Stop government spending. I mean, the spending is it's it's obscene well and but that's the thing is how do you like nobody no we've said it on the show no government program government entitlement or agency ever ends it it only it only grows and that's why we almost might be better off as much as i hate to say it and i don't want it for us our listeners or the country we might be better off Kind of like the, you're in a personal standpoint where you got to hit bankruptcy and then you quit chasing the credit card and you got to restructure everything and actually figure out how to do it. You know, that's probably where the country's going to end up. Hmm. And quit sending money to Ukraine and that'll help things yeah. out. They just yeah. approved another freaking spending package. Hey, Joe Biden, and how this happens without Congress and right. how Congress doesn't get involved in this, sent $1 billion to the climate fund. Right. A billion dollars. It's been 40 years where the climate crisis has been the most existential threat. And remember, <laughs> like Al Gore was telling us the polar bears would all be dead and the ice caps would be melted I, yeah. in 20 years. He told us that 30 freaking years ago. All this yeah. started yeah. in 1970 with Earth Day. Right. Yep. yep. Crazy people. And by the way, Earth Day is more consequential than just the climate. That was taking away worshiping God, and now we're worshiping dirt. Yep. God, we're just full of full of cheer today. I feel like I'm in Minnesota. They play that five times a day on speakers in Minneapolis now. God love them. Or however many times a day. I I gotta say, if you need to get cheered up, okay, um, for any of our of our listeners or watchers, or even for you too, just go onto Tim Walls, Governor Tim Walls Twitter page, and just thank God that he's not your governor. I mean, I I like check out like what him and and the Peggy the the lieutenant governor tweet and i'm like like he's celebrating like in multiple tweets a day the ability of minnesota to be a gender affirming safe zone so like my state people that have normal rules where you don't cut pork and beans off of little boys they will be able to send those kids to my state where a doctor will gladly perform the operation. Like, I'm just so embarrassed for to be in Minnesota. Call up a U-Haul. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think Actually, about it's funny. I live in Pennsylvania. I think about that every day. Oh, well, the <laughs> wife and I were, were talking about it. We're like, okay, okay, okay. She's got her dad in memory care. And we really can't move him. And we go see him like three times a week. <laughs> yeah, so, that's, awkward, that's what my wife uses. She uses the family against me. <laughs> oh, no, the kids are on their own. They can come visit us in Arizona or Texas or what about the kids? What about the kids? No, no, no. We're past that. The kids, the kids are doing great. They're on their own. They got a house. They got good jobs. We love our kids. But, you know, I think you might see your kids more when you're, like, out of state because then you make it a point to go see them on holidays, right? Yeah, looking at another property in West Virginia as we speak. Oh, are you? My wife is, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we're thinking somewhere in that. West Virginia, Kentucky, somewhere where it's kind of temperate and people allow guns and you can get a little land and yeah. Oh, that'll be exciting. You got to get out of those blue States. Let them, let them suffocate. Well, and that's a thing too. Just like Minnesota is just going to have to hit the wall. I don't know a better way to say it. Sad. You know, I'm growing up. I thought Minnesota was like the pristine, nicest place in the world, you know? And then you see what goes on with, with Keith, uh, the hell's his name? Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison. Well, and it's, yes. it's really funny too, is they um like Minneapolis and where I live up in I live up in Andover, Minnesota, north of just like 20, 30 minutes north. It's like a whole different world. We have nice roads, things are safe, people are normal, you know. The, it's the same this, here. Yeah, right. But they get they get a hold of these power centers and they're criminals. Right. They steal elections in Pennsylvania. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Right. You go from one side of the state to the other. It's like it's like the guy from Bill Clinton's campaign said, Carville. He said, in Pennsylvania, you got Pittsburgh on one side, Philadelphia on the other side, and Alabama in the middle. Yep. And that's a fact. No, um, the thing the thing about Pittsburgh, I on the thing about Pennsylvania, y'all, and we're getting ready to go, but the thing about Pennsylvania is that it's been that they it's been happening since 2012 they started it in 2000 maybe maybe 16 i say 2016 because that because that was the Romney, the Romney, the Romney yeah. election where the Romney County election. had 120 percent yeah. voted for yeah. Obama right that that's when they started it the the I mean because you know how people were saying, uh, like, uh, um, uh, the quote was, hey, Republicans Republicans need Florida and they need Pennsylvania. So they got Pennsylvania. And then, like I've, like I've said on the show, they, they started messing with Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, and Georgia. They started messing with it before the 2020 election. They started messing with it. And, and you talk about the CCP having control of the DOJ. They proved that Zuckerberg pumped $350 million into that election. They they know it. It's a fact. He's out. He's free. He's walking around. Nothing ever happens. Nothing. You think we don't see that? Hundreds of millions of dollars administered by Schakowsky's husband, a cold-blooded crook that was beating up Trump supporters in Chicago during the rallies. I mean, it's right I there. Thought, I thought it was kind of funny um, the way that uh, Dan caught out um, Elon, but 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is when he called out Austin. He couldn't even pass physical. Yeah, yeah. That was funny, too. I mean, but hey, Dan Dan is awesome. Dan is oh, a yeah. serious dude. Man. He dresses for success, too. Don't, don't he? And all the time. All the time. I mean, I, I've never seen him with a t-shirt on. It's <laughs> It's a suit. Oh, Dan Bardino is leaving Fox News. Hmm. Oh, well. Before we go, I also saw some another rumor. Um, and this is not a conspiracy. It's a rumor. But it's, um, it's uh, that Fox News is also getting rid of um, Maria Bartiromo and uh, Janine Carroll. Oh, two of the members of the lawsuit. Uh-huh. And they said right. that um, um, the rumor says that uh, if they don't get rid of them, that uh, they will be asked to watch what they say moving forward. Because that's the thing not, about se- that's the thing about settlements. Oh yeah, you don't you don't know what's in the settlement. It's not right. just a sum of money. It's more than that. Yeah, they lost and they got to give up concessions, and yeah. those two might be part of that. Yep. Well, and, and if you're the business game, owner, you're like, you never know. I mean, if you're the business owner, you're like, how much money do I make off your work? And how much did I just have to pay? And it might just be an equation that doesn't work. I, I still think there's a there's a good article out there about all the questions that remain about that settlement. And, and it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, synopsis. I mean, Fox News isn't being honest here. Right. Shocking. I knew that. I mean, and 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 hopefully, hopefully, they get the karma that they should be getting because yeah, agreed. They have been lying to. They've been lying to us for a long time, y'all. When they decided to go from to opinion away from news, they destroyed everything. They destroyed everything, everything that you believe in in the news. Then they got you to a point where, guess what? If CNN can give their opinion and members say. It's you. You were the benchmark. You were the, you were the um, place that we reach out to to say, okay, we can go there and we can get the news, and then we can make our own decisions. Or, or, or but but then they changed. They had they had reporters leaving, saying they don't even want to hear what um, um, journalists have to say anymore. Mike Landell called them out perfectly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like the, at six o'clock every night. I went to Fox News so I could get my news. And, and, and it was news for about 20 minutes. And then the last 10 minutes was the round table or whatever the time breakout was. And so you did get opinion. And then after the news, you got opinion that said it was opinion. Right. Like your Bill yeah, yeah, O'Reilly yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, But then now you got the opinion shows and they're lying about how they feel. Yep. They're playing yep. to get paid. They're not talking how they feel. They used to, I used to believe O'Reilly felt what he was talking about the same yeah. way with all the rest of them. Yeah. Except for maybe the little lady. She was a Gre- Greta Van Suster and she was a little off at times, oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I mean, it, it, when you, when those texts come out and that stuff, it's like, Oh man. That, yeah. 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 When those texts came oh. out and the audio, when the audio came out for me, I was like, man, y'all can, y'all can t- see. They, they got too big for they got too big for their britches. For some reason, they thought that they would never ever get caught. Exactly. Because anytime you can do that, anytime you can, I mean, and and 
same thing with us. You don't think that your texts are gonna hit the hit the um, mainstream and whatnot, but there's a possibility. Why? Because you are a, a media personality. Okay, yep. you're a media personality. It soon could come out at any time. You have to watch yourself. And deep thought it, yeah. Um, uh, Tucker, yeah, I yeah, call, calling Trump all these names and stuff. And you know he was on the phone till about two, three o'clock in the morning. You, President Trump, I'm sorry. You know, I, look, look, I'm, you know, I, I didn't mean to do that. As a matter of fact, I can have nobody on Fox wants to have you on. I can have you on interview. <laughs> I mean, you know, you and you everybody, know, you know, in fairness and in reality, everybody says stuff they didn't mean to say. That's true. That's true. I, I've done it a lot of times. But when, but when, but, but you don't do that. Not that kind of in language. this capacity where you're trying to inform somebody and 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 give somebody information. You don't on purpose lie, and then get on the thing. Hey Wayne, you know I lied about earlier. No, well, you don't and do I think the thing to understand is everybody has a boss, right? If you work for a company, you have a boss. Everybody except Trump. Well, right. But <laughs> but you'll see where I'm going with this. So yeah. if if I work at Target, I've got a boss that tells me what to do and what to say and how I act. And and our boss is the people watching the show. Right. So our job is not motivated by whatever our boss tells. That's why you support folks like us and other independent outlets, because you are our boss. Our boss is to do our job is to do a good job for you, informing you and and bringing you things you're not going to see. And and hopefully making that hour, hour and a half you took out of your day to listen to us for us three yahoos. Like, hopefully you go like, wow, there's some stuff, you know, I need to know here. But if you work for Fox News, you got a boss who's going to tell you what to say and what the messaging is. I, I know a couple people that work in the media and like when there'll be a mass shooting, they'll be like, oh, this one's got, you know, this is a transgender one. We can't say that. We just have to say a shooting or or when different, you know, when different things happen. And and that's just that's how it works. It's like it's like Breitbart. Breitbart calls Muslim students. Right. They won't use the reality of why this terror attack happened or whatever. They, they got to say, well, yeah, a bombing happened in this neighborhood and it was right. student, it was students. You know, yeah. come on, man. Stop pretending. That's why that's why on this show I don't call them migrants i call them um illegals because again i grew up with migrants i know where migrants are i've seen them in the field you know they, they've helped our country immensely exactly right. migrants help our country immigrants help our country illegals you, you, you get a white racist southern redneck farmer and he will tell you he cannot survive without those workers correct yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because no American will work for three months and then quit for three months. Right. And then right. work for three months and then quit. No, they're not going to do that. Right. Right. Now, you can let them get hungry enough and they will. But... <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching the Wean Dupree podcast. We broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right here on uh, all these networks. So, <laughs> right all over. <laughs> We rock as an audience network. We got some great news coming for you. Hopefully, it'll be next week. So you'll be able to see more of us, maybe. I don't know. Well, you know. But we do want to let you know, we enjoy doing this. We want to let, um, and we will continue doing this. 
Intel, they pry it from our cold, dead laptops. So just or, make sure. Or, or that asteroid hits us. I, you know, I mean, uh, when he said that, I, too. I'd um, already heard it already. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I hear I hear stuff like that. But for him to say it, I'm like, okay, well, we might not be on the same, <laughs> you know, platform here. And we're not, I de we're definitely not on the same platform here, but I kind of jump up to that platform every so often for him to say something like that. You know, I don't know if y'all ever saw this, but uh, there's some crazy stuff. The, um, the Pentagon uh, had a hearing yesterday, whether y'all know it or not, they had a hearing yesterday. There's a UFO that was over Israel, um, um, on the Middle East, they had that they, they showed the video. That thing was moving at a nice clip too, wasn't it? Did you see the video? Mm -hmm. It it hold on, wait it's a remarkable. It, I mean, I I was like, that is not a ship from the United States of America. <laughs> it is not one of ours. It's not. Um, let's see. I gotta say, what's funny is if you think about how many reporters they have staking out like celebrities' houses and stuff. And yeah. the fact that all these same networks don't have people like staking out all these Senate hearings or House hearings or Pentagon. I mean, you just like you turn on stuff on just C-SPAN and I swear I can have it on in the background. And like four or five times I'm like, what the hell? Like, how is that not? It was like yesterday when they said they couldn't account for that. We couldn't guarantee that money isn't going to the Taliban. Like, really? How is this not front page news? Check this out real quick. You'll see it uh, come through the top of the screen. There it goes. And then the camera will slew to follow it. You'll see it pop in and out of the field of view there. This is essentially all of the data we have associated with this event from some years ago. It is going to be virtually impossible to fully identify that just based off of that video. Now, what we can do and what we are doing is keeping that as part of that group of 52% to see what are the similarities, what are the trends across all of these, do we see these in a particular distribution, do they all behave the same or not? As we get more data, we will be able to go back and look at these in a fuller context. How are we gonna get more data? We are working with the joint staff to issue guidance to all the services and commands. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know what? I just have to say, that's the first time he has worn a suit and whatnot. I can see him in his office in a t-shirt and and and, um, and the pin things in the shirt type of thing. See, I, I was thinking he got raised by a single mom because he didn't come. <laughs> he didn't comb his hair. He's at a, at a hearing in the United States, wherever he's at, and he didn't even comb his hair. Oh my god! Oh, I notice things like that. I just, uh... yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right, last thoughts, Jay. Uh, well, hey, first of all, folks, uh, a couple things. One, like we always like to say, like, comment, share it helps us beat the algorithm. Uh, we, I got to say too. Second note is thank you so much for the active activity in the chat. It's good to see the audience communicating with other, and it's good to see like get notes dropped to us like hey did you see that we got tagged on a tweet yesterday where they were talking about ron DeSantis. uh one of the the, the listeners was uh running 
he's running ads in um in florida right now so uh like we love engagement and we look at the audience we have as our eyes and ears out there so oh, wayne you got to pop a video up quick oh i got you i got you i got you hold on here another argument yeah i i, I don't want to take sides i just want to observe that governor DeSantis is close to making a fool of himself with his Walt Disney obsession. This has been going on now for months and months and months. And I would argue that it is unseemly, number one. A governor should not be come crashing down on, if not the biggest, one of the biggest businesses. I don't like Disney's politics either, their woke politics. My guess is Bob Iger is going to change that. But whatever. I, uh, DeSantis should make a deal and stop already. He's not running against Walt Disney for president. No, as we've been saying, he has no campaign skills. He can't debate and he can't negotiate. Donald Trump would be in a room with Disney working this out. DeSantis' problem was it was easy to slap Disney around. They had that dumb CEO, but he's gone. Iger is here. And DeSantis is no match for Iger, who's 10 steps ahead of DeSantis on every move. It just looks, I mean, Joe, I'm not, again, I don't want to take sides. I'm just saying it doesn't look good for him. He's running against Joe Biden or he's running against Donald Trump. Right. He's not running against Walt Disney. He's not running against uh, Bob Iger. He's not running against Mickey Mouse. And I don't know. Is there still a Minnie Mouse left? I don't maybe Minnie's still around. Yeah, Minnie's still around. Well, yep, good. Just I grew up with those kids. I love them very much. <laughs> I mean, he just shouldn't do this. This. And also one other point. Governors shouldn't attack businesses. I think right. it sets a bad precedent, okay? And the cause may be just, I don't like woke any more than anybody else, but it's not good for a governor of a state because it suggests maybe as a president he would be attacking business. And that's what the lefties do, not what I the conservatives do. Many conservative writers in media have gone after DeSantis on this for the exact point that you no. made. It seems like it's anti-capitalism yeah. at this point. Disney brings in tons of jobs into the state, tons of revenue. I get that they got some tax breaks, and I get that DeSantis disagrees with their woke policies. And DeSantis has done very well in attacking woke in education. Mm. He goes too far, though, when he does it in attacking That's what I business. think. I mean, whatever the outcome is, it just it doesn't look too good. Do the polls matter here, Mark Simone? I mean, Trump's looking good in the polls. Yeah, he's ahead he's of a temporary flash in the pan, like it has been in past primaries. No, he's ahead of uh, DeSantis in Florida. You know, I was comparing DeSantis to Bush. I would like to change that. I compare him now to John Kasich, who was a very <laughs> successful governor. Yes. He was right up there with Trump in the primary until everybody got to know him. He was too abrasive. He wasn't a great speaker. He had a funny way of eating. All the same stuff we're seeing with DeSantis. Wow, I hadn't thought yes. about that. You want to comment on that? I Scott Walker is another one. Remember Scott oh, Walker? Yes. Oh, I take it back. Go ahead, Joe. Concha. For the Hill, I wrote, is Ron DeSantis the next Scott Walker? Let's right. go back to 2015. He right. was considered the front runner. And once the debates began, remember that debate, August 2015, 25 million people tuned into Fox News. Scott Walker was next to Donald Trump that night, and they were about even. And then after that, they went in two different directions. Now, that will be DeSantis's moment before anybody writes him off right now, okay? Because that first debate is when you will see them go head to head. We'll see if he's still the poor debater that Mark says he is, or will he rise to the occasion? And then from there, Iowa and New Hampshire, DeSantis is still leading in many polls in those two states. If he could take that momentum through those two states, it's anybody's ballgame. Yeah. But right now, Trump has the momentum. Primary polling is notoriously volatile. It just is. I know you don't agree with that. <laughs> You're looking like the Cheshire cat. But I'm just saying, it's notorious. Yeah, I had to look when I saw that. I was like, "Oh my God, I can't, I cannot 
get out of here today and them not see that. So, yeah. Actually, if we can just talk about Ron DeSantis's bad, very bad week. So there's been a few things that have happened in Florida that require his attention. And yeah. meanwhile, he's out being a book salesman, yeah. which is really his presidential campaign. And several prominent influencers in that Florida area, even people that he had kind of sunk his claws into and was starting to try to like start paying them off to endorse him are like, dude, we fought for you to be governor of this state, not to be a book salesman. Like a cat turd on Twitter, who's a, who's a huge Trump guy and a huge following. He was tweeting that like, like I did not fight this hard to see you in Ohio or Iowa Hawk and books. Um, And then the funniest thing for Ron DeSantis this week is Trump started getting Florida legislature endorsements from politicians in Florida and some are rhinos and some aren't, but it's funny. Ron had like three people in the last 24 hours that he met with that came out right (laughs) after and released a statement saying they're endorsing president Trump. And I'm like, Oh dude, great dude. Great talk. I'm going with the other guy. Yeah, exactly. Literally. And and Chip Roy, Chip Roy. I mean, this guy, I like you on almost everything you do, but to say that you want DeSantis because Trump's a boomer, is that your sole reason you're, you're being age discriminatory to a guy that's on his game? Who's is not his, he's totally sharp. Uh, his age doesn't matter. Now, when you have Biden age has done a service disservice to him, and right? He's not capable, but Trump is certainly not in that category. Chip Roy, bad mistake, man. Well, the fact is, is that the country is not, going to be saved by Ron DeSantis winning the presidency. No. Like we just have to accept that. Like he is going to be just as bad in different ways than what we have currently with the Democrat party and I know that might be an unpopular opinion but it's going to be that it's establishment. It's the party. If you look at the decisions that he's making in the last week like you just talked about, that's Carl Rove in his ear. Right. right making bad decisions. He hasn't made a correct decision since George W. Bush won. Yeah, it's well, and it's going to be like just another Bush presidency. It would have been the presidency we would have got with Mitt Romney, which is a slower burn in some ways, but a faster burn in other ways. So, And and you said that he only picks popular things. He came up with with the, um, the Bud thing. I mean, nobody asked him. Nobody asked him to join into that. But he he came out against him. And then you said that they found a picture of no, they saw the Anheuser Bush was donating to him. Right. You know, he's not good at it, man. No, he's really not. He's not good at it. So he's listening to the losers that have destroyed our republic through their fake Republican politicians. Yep. Yeah. And it's too bad because he could have at some point been Ron or been Donald Trump's disciple and just taken on, like, we need that next up for Trump. Trump's only got but, five years. But here's what, know. here's what you got to remember. Here's what you got to remember. Ron DeSantis was never going to do that. I know. Ron DeSantis sat there and told you that his idol was Jeb Bush. Bush. Yeah. And, and Paul Ryan. Paul that's Ryan. who, Paul that's Ryan. who DeSantis is. Yeah. In his core, not, not whatever they've made him into now. Because he, we got to go back to where he was before Donald Trump met him. He was with the, the rhinos. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where he was. He was giving money to Ukraine. So, I mean, all that stuff is going to be brought out. All that stuff yeah. is going to be, you know, so 
you know, we'll 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 see. We'll see where it goes. Where's oh wow, look, Facebook gave me the live button. Giddy up. up Is that your new account or your old account? (laughs) The the new one, but it but it but it gave me the live button. That's sweet. Giddy up, Wayne's live. Yeah. Well, we're going to go though. Um is that all you yeah, the only other thing I was going to say is, folks, uh, as you hear stuff from us, like all, like thanks for sharing information with us. Hopefully we give you stuff to fact check and go look up and push back if we got something wrong. But understand, too, when you see this stuff and go like, holy cow, why are people not talking about it? Understand you're not crazy. Right. Like if you look at the Ukraine documents and say, why is every news outlet not talking about how we're losing the war in Ukraine? And I got to tune into the Wayne Dupree show to hear about it. Like, you're not crazy. Like, it's being covered up right in plain sight. And sometimes you need to hear that, right? So we love you all, and thank you, and you're not crazy. Right, and and I got to tell you that um, I was quite stunned uh, with the CCP report today. Right. uh, From Miles uh, 2017. I never heard that before, and it makes perfect sense. Because here we are, most people that I talk to, no matter what other ethnicity than I am, they are, I get along with. Yep. And yet you see this stuff going on out there. This is, it's, it's manufactured. And just another note, a personal note, I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. I want to send congratulations to Hutch Bailey III uh, for being promoted to lieutenant in the fire service. Thank you. Good job. Nice. Woo, 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 woo. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that's it. Like we always say, y'all have a great weekend. Don't get in trouble because we ain't there to bail you out. We ain't got, yeah, we, 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 we poor. We ain't, <laughs> we ain't got no duckies for that, but we pray for you, though. We pray for you. And, and, uh, <laughs> like Kat, like Kathy Barnett said, I didn't have enough money for all four of them letters. I'm Poe. Great. <laughs> Great. And, and believe me, Hutch, Hutch and I will pray for you. And JR will pray for you five times. You've been listening to the award-winning Wayne Dupree podcast. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time. We'll be right back. 